All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, hello, everybody. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York, Bobby Ryan. Welcome to Coming In Hot. As always, brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape, uh, the, our, the industry standard when it comes to hockey tape. Uh, RenfrewPro.com, brand new website. Order online if you want from them. Uh, also, all the major retailers. Uh, renfrewpro.com also go to their instagram account as they are giving away free stuff all the time through christmas all right boys uh lots going on in the show today uh and we're going to get to a pat maroon interview which i'm excited to talk to him about uh three times stanley cup champion a good friend of bobby's lots to discuss but first uh, we got some good news on wednesday about tim stutzla if you will and that is it's not as bad as we thought with the shoulder it's a strain so he's out for like a week or so uh Bobby, I think we thought perhaps the way he looked, it would be longer. So we'll take that as good news yeah. on any day. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, best case scenario here for the team and the organization and the player. Um, I said yesterday, as a yeah. young player, you don't want a young player having a long-term shoulder injury at this, this point in his career. So this is a great a great uh, piece of news for, for everybody involved. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought it was going to be a longer term just by the way he went off and the way it looked. But um you know, essentially it ends up being a burner and it, and it's something that, uh, you know, needs a week off and he'll be, you know, you, you hope that it's just a week and he's good to go. Yeah. Great news. York, great that's news. Good news right? Yeah. yeah. That's, it's fantastic news. You, you lose him for three to four weeks. It's catastrophic for this hockey team with Josh Norris out of the lineup. You, the, the team wouldn't be able to handle it a week. That's a whole different story. They should be able to get by. And now they did say that Tyler Mott also out for a week as well, at least a week, uh, which puts this lineup in, I don't know, a quandary, if you will. Now Derek Broussard is your number one center because they don't want to mix up the Shane Pinto to Brinkett Batherson line. Uh, Bobby, how would you assess the forward group? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, no offense to this bottom six, but the boys in Montreal are on Google right now <laughs> for, for looking for this game. Um, there's, you know, there. I, I don't know some of these names either, uh, and and I would just be chuckling at the fact that you know the uh, Yorkie can tell you that there's that uh, pre scout on each and every individual player, and every now and again you'll get one that'll just say, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And we got about five of those going on right now. So uh, let's let's hope the boys go in and make a name for themselves tonight. 
Uh, I did my um, homework. I mean, uh, there's one of the guys, Lucini, 27 years old, playing his, his first NHL game, Bobby. So uh, I, I yeah, was doing a little yeah, homework. Yeah, I like that. Little, oh, yeah, I like well, that, eh? I like that. That's, that's pretty I like good. that. I yeah. will, like, yeah. Jake Lucini, by the way, uh, tied for the team lead in points in Belleville, if I'm not mistaken, uh, makes his NHL debut. Yeah. He's waited five years. He's played 200 AHL games. So that's the good story, right? Like you, you like to see those guys yeah. keep slogging it out and finding a way to finally get that call. Because you guys understand, you get pigeonholed, especially in an organization or whatever, and you just keep getting passed by because the new young guy is here to take that spot. So uh, I appreciate yeah. Appreciate guys who fight and claw their way to get to the NHL. Well, Wally, Wally, a year in the NHL is like a dog year. It's not, it's not six, but it counts as two or three. It just ages you. They got those three and three on the weekends and the minors. So yeah. he is just ecstatic, just getting a huge bump in his paycheck. Good meal. He's going to get a meal at the rink instead of having to go to a little big ZD after. Oh, everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, Chris, early. Yeah. Yeah. it's Christmas. That's it. I uh, I played with a guy that came up, and he was a, he wasn't quite that old, but a, a guy that has cut his teeth a little bit. Dan Sexton, in um, in, yeah. in Anaheim. Poor guy got called up and lost money because we were playing in Nashville, and he got hit with the entertainment tax. So twenty five hundred bucks out. <laughs> he was making twenty two hundred bucks a day. So he's all excited. He's running around the room, and Ryan Getzoff goes, "Hey, uh." <laughs> he's like what he's like it's 2500 and it didn't matter what you made it wasn't it was it wasn't based on salary really? 2500 bucks and you could only pay it twice a year right so you know essentially you play there two times you pay five grand in yeah. tax you don't pay state tax but at the same time it's actually worse so this guy gets called up sent right back down um <laughs> and lost money it was a tough day oh, <laughs> oh. wow yeah I've, I've always wanted to have this conversation and we won't do it today but about you guys have to pay taxes in different states or whatever. I don't know how many it is, every, right? But every 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 imagine. state you play on, every every yeah. state you play really, on. Really? Eh? Yeah. So you're you're when I was doing my tax return, it is so complicated for your accountant because he's got to go state by state, different tax rules, uh, and uh, it's a lot more expensive tax return too. It's uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, every every state wants their piece, man, and they get it, they get it. And you know what's incredible too oh, is that yeah. when they decide that they're going to refund you, I've I've gotten checks for less than a dollar from the state of New York and yeah. the state of Missouri, and then and then they hound you when you don't deposit it, and they're like, "What did you do with the check?" And I'm like, "Well, it was twenty nine cents. What do you think I did with it? <laughs> Threw it away, but they need it for their accounting, so they had to reissue it, and you got to yeah. put it in the bank, and I'm like, make it a deposit for thirty cents. My goodness, <laughs> that's funny. That's not quite the signing bonus check they used to get on July first. Right, right, yeah, right. God love those. Um, all right, uh, I don't want to keep you guys long. It, it's it's obviously tough for Ottawa to deal with any injuries, but now you're looking at Artem Zub is out, Tim Stutzla is out, Josh Norris is out, Tyler Mott is out. And you can Alex DeBrinkett didn't skate the other day, which we get a sense that perhaps he's banged up. And um, Cam Talbot is, I don't know, he's dealing with something, right? So... Uh, even I know he's still going to dress and what, but he's not been skating in the morning skates. Is it for a team that's this thin? This is a tough stretch for them to be going through. York. Go ahead, Bobby. Okay, yeah, uh, no, it's, yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. You go. You run yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. No, like Captain Obvious here. Yeah, it's going to be tough for these guys, and there's never a great time for injuries. When is a good time? But. They're starting to play some better hockey. They're starting to make less mistakes. They're starting to play with some more confidence. Oh, and guess what? Now you're going to throw some more injuries at you. So, you know, if they can keep this up and, and find out a ways to squeeze some games out, squeeze some wins, it's going to help them in the long run because now they're facing – they had adversity. Now it's going to be real adversity. Some guys are going to have to step up, especially down the middle. Yeah. Uh, let's. We're going to see Shane Pinto. This is going to be a, a – golden opportunity yeah. for Shane Pinto right now. And I like how he's playing right now. So more pressure, uh, everyone goes through it, but unfortunately for the senators, it's, it's, it's a real bad time to happen. You know, this well, is actually, I do remember. A... Uh, sorry. I mean, I was just going to say this turns into a really good thing for Pierre and the scouts and, and the people that are looking at the organization for the next couple of years, um, because you don't have the pressure of maybe making the playoffs. You're probably 
you're probably out if we're gonna if we're gonna call a spade a spade. And now you get guys that are going to be elevated and, and in different places in your lineup. And you can look at this and say, okay, let's see who's got some character. Let's see who's got, who can battle through this and rise to the occasion. And uh, the young guys, you know, not the Brady's of the world. He's a young guy too, but the, the young guys in this lineup have to have to really assert themselves over the next little while here. And I do remember uh, this is years ago now, but Jay, at one point Ottawa was dealing without their top three centers for like a week or so. It's Spezza, Fisher, and I think Chris Kelly all out of the lineup. It was a huge void. I believe they actually had played at least 500 hockey or a little bit better, right? Because sometimes you guys under, you know that you got young guys that just want to win. And so they'll fight and claw and try to figure out a way yeah. to, to battle and you play a little bit tighter. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play that out for sure. Uh, the other thing, the other, the other thing too, Wally is yep. besides really high draft picks, it's really hard to get in the NHL and stay full time unless situations like these occur. And when a situations like yep. these occur, this is how careers get started for guys that are drafted in the seventh round or later rounds, because those guys, I was one of those guys. I was a seventh round draft pick and you need injuries. You need <laughs> stuff like this to happen, stuff like this to happen for you to, for you to get an opportunity. And then it's up to you to do, to do the best with the opportunity you can. So who knows, maybe a guy gets lightning in a bottle here and we see one of these young guys, Hey man, like, you never know. This is the great thing about this sport. Yep. You never know. And uh, you need opportunities like this to, 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 to at least get an opportunity. So always interesting. For sure. And there's lots of those guys. And I think of like Parker Kelly and whatnot, like guys that have fought and clawed their way to find a, a spot in the roster for the most part. Uh, as always, yeah. this show brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, if you need any landscape needs or any... Uh, help redoing your driveway give them a shout uh competitive pricing 613-432-1120 they're also looking for uh to hire people so if you need a uh, some employment give them a shout um so coming up uh without further ado uh pat maroon who's been in the news of late with the whole jack edwards situation in boston which was completely unfair and uncalled for uh i'm shocked that there hasn't been some kind of fallout more than what has been done and so we'll talk to pat about this i i as a broadcaster or as a guy that was in the media, I I just don't understand how you can say this kind of stuff and not face some kind of repercussions, not even a public apology. That That's what bothers me. Yeah, it, it felt, I mean, it was, I remember watching the clip and then I watched it again and again just to, just to make sure I was hearing it correctly. I got to be honest with you. I mm. even flipped the video sideways because I was like, is there something wrong with this feed? Um, it was, it was, it, it was, you know, excuse me, but it was horse shit. And, and, um, yeah. it felt like, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't know Jack Edwards from Adam, but, um, it felt personal and it felt like an attack and, um, you know, you're going to, we're going to get to hear it from Patty firsthand, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think, I think everybody involved in this situation aside from Jack Edwards handed up, handled it beautifully. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I played, I, played a a lot. I was in Boston for one year, and you'll like this, Bobby. It'll make you feel a little bit better because I know you and Pat are your buddies. I used to chirp Jack because he used to wear the weirdest hats on the bus. And you know when you come on the bus and the media guys are always at the front and the, and the broadcasters, and Edwards used to wear this weird hat, and I'd always walk by him. I'm like, nice hat there, Jack. Like, were you going hunting after this or something? I'd just give it to him. But he was pretty good. I like he, was pretty good at, yeah. he, he was pretty good at taking it, though. So and I agree. It's... It's, and I've been a broadcaster. I've been up in the booth, and and I can say this: sometimes you're scrambling for things to say. But that went on for a little bit long. Like it was, they went up and down the up and down the ice, and I, and you know, I was I was I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. He says a lot of stuffs that are uh, will make you kind of hold your breath. But yeah, to me, I was a little overboard as well. I 100% agree with you. So we'll talk to Patty and get his take. Uh, that's coming up here on the other side. It's uh, you're watching Coming in Hot, brought to you by Renfrew Protech. All right, welcome to the show, uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion Patty Maroon, who's also a very good friend of Bobby Ryan. But I left that till the end, just in case you two have had any kind of conversations, because he did call you uh, Fat Pat in a recent tweet. But we'll get to that in a sec. And the reason uh, we'll get to that is I just want to get the Jack Edwards stuff out of the way, Patty, if we can. And that's um, it's been a couple of weeks now, and I'm just curious if the Bruins have ever reached out to you to, for an apology uh, and what your reaction was, I guess, when you originally found out about the comments. 
Yeah, so Jack did reach out to our PR department, wrote an email out um, saying he heard there's a tweet going around. He never gets on social media. He only used it for game days and stuff like that. So um, he did say I had to reach out to him. He's like, here's my contact. If Pat wants to reach out to me, here's my email, here's my cell phone number. So obviously I wasn't going to reach out to him. I thought the email was kind of whatever. I mean, Jack is known for this kind of stuff, but that's kind of the shortened, yeah. you know, of the email. But obviously, yeah, so how I found out, I'll give you guys a short story, is I was in the shower, and Stammer was like, hey, man, did you see this video going around? And as hockey players, you're like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like, what did I do here? <laughs> Did I do something stupid on the ice? Did I do something, you know, at someone's restaurant or at the bar or whatever? I don't know. You're just trying to, like, process something that, you know, you tried, you didn't do wrong. And he's like, hey, you're not going to like this. And then he played the video for me. And I didn't really react to it. And I was like, come on, let me play that again. So I played it again. I was like, God, that's kind of – and the boys have my back. Like, that's pretty messed up. So I guess for trainer – heard it during the game our medical staff trainer and he was like furious but he didn't want to like bring him to my attention and then when i heard it listen i was kind of pissed off i just thought it was unnecessary to go on for a minute um or just just talking shit about someone for no reason uh all kidding aside like if bobby calls me fat pat that was my nickname growing up obviously yeah if guys are on the ice call me fat I get that part of the game. You're trying to, like, get on the other side of it. You're not going to take that the hard way. But when someone's just literally on national TV just basically cutting you down to the lowest of the lowest for no reason, I thought it was just unnecessary, uh, especially in front of thousands of viewers, maybe millions of viewers, because Boston has a lot of, you know, big TV ratings. They're playing Tampa TV ratings, so... You know, if it's an ESPN Plus game, people are tuning in. I just feel like that's kind of like a unnecessary way to, like, go about things. Listen, if I did something yeah. stupid on the ice, I get it. If you want to, like, say something to me. But I just – honestly, I just thought it was uncalled for. And I found a, a reason to, you know, turn a positive into a negative, which we did. And listen, I guess – I wasn't trying to cancel Jack. I didn't want Jack fired. That wasn't my ultimate goal. My goal was to find a reason to make something that I was mad about instead of me reacting on it. How can I turn this into a positive? And with my team and the PR department, we put our heads together and we, we came up with this decision of making that tweet into Jack Edwards' charity. And it turned out well. We raised about $60,000. Uh, still going to this day. We're still people raising money. Um, you know, people do struggle with weight. People do struggle with mental health. I think it was just more of about if someone was sitting and sitting on their couch and they heard that, and they already feel like they feel like thirty. You know, struggling with that. You know, you just never. As hockey players and professional athletes, we take so much criticism. We can take some of that stuff. We can take the heat, and. Uh, but I just thought someone that's just announcing the game that has nothing to do with the game, pretty much just doing that was unnecessary. So that's my take on it. It's over. It's done. It's moved on. Yeah. And uh, I've been getting chirped on the ice from that. So, but again, you know, what? It, is, <laughs> you know it is what it is. We, um, we laugh, Patty, but, but I was in the same boat for, you know, 17 training camps. The worst day of yeah, 365 was, was that that first weigh-in and that first body fat. So I, I feel you, bud. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> put, put, put the scale in a bag. Grind. <laughs> it's a grind. <laughs> wait, wait but you yeah, I'm getting chirped like on the ice? About yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. You know, if someone makes like a little, little sly comment. Listen, it's all chuckles, you know, it's on the ice stuff, whatever. I know these guys don't mean it. Yeah. Like, you're, we're yeah. all competitive. You know, we do chirp, people chirp. You're not going to really take it. I think they're just trying to be funny with their teammates or, you know, with me. But <laughs> I just thought 
in that time and place, announcers shouldn't be just talking shit about someone for no reason. Agreed. I think they need to be held accountable because at the end of the day, Bobby knows this more too. Like, if that was me just being recorded in the public saying that about mm-hmm. someone, my jaw would be at jeopardy. And unfortunately, yeah. he's had so many lives. And now with all this, you know, the political views on stuff now and the social media and what you can and can't say now, you are you can't even be, you know, if you're a Republican, you can't even be a Republican. You can't even be, you know, Democratic <laughs> anymore. Like, there's no more views We got politics. So, Here we, we go, got, Bobby. No, yeah. been no. Waiting, you've been this, waiting for this, this interview is over. Hey. <laughs> Patty, but we, that's, we that's just one, my take on it. One rule. That, <laughs> We're not allowed to talk that's politics like, because I'll go so far. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but that's yeah. just that's just my take yeah. on it. And I, like I said, I wasn't trying to. I, I told the PR department. I told we're not. I don't want Jack fired. Don't get him fired. If he doesn't want to say sorry, that's okay. Don't let him say sorry. You know, obviously yeah. he's doing his job. But he thinks he didn't say anything wrong. And then just let it be. It's over. It's done. And you know, just move on. Uh, hey Patty, you got you got me uh you got me thinking now with the chirping on the ice because you're you're in the middle of a lot of stuff on the ice. You get in at your physical guy. You're you 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 say guys are chirping you. Who's who's really who would you say are the top guys in the league right now? That because it's something to say f you, or I'm gonna kill you, or you're dead. But who are some of the best guys in the league right now? That you know what that was pretty friggin' good. We just said that. I respect you for that. Who are guys that that uh, they're pretty good that can kind of kind of get you as far as the chirps go right now in the league? Uh I mean it depends. It's like in the moment kind of thing. Um, Marshy's really good at it. I would say Marshy. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Guys really don't chirp anymore unless I'm doing something stupid. Or like I always get the fat the fat jokes are the most. Like, oh you're fat maroon or you know, go eat another donut, stuff like that. Like or That's lazy though. They're not doing their homework. Like anybody anybody can drink go to the fat card. Like who's Well then that's what I tell them. I said, You gotta find something you gotta find some dirt on me. There's gotta be more stuff out there than me just being fat because that's not gonna really hurt me, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um I uh, uh, I, I want to get to go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Patty. I think there's literally right after we were playing Philly the next night, and our two nights, like we played Boston, and someone said it was a quiet chirp on the bench, and it, you know you can hear. It. He's like, someone said, "Are you still fasting?" Um, <laughs> um, See, that's pretty good. Yeah, so that's a settle, like, quiet chirp. But I was like, who said that? Like, it was just – it was quiet enough where, like, they didn't want to get in trouble because it was just recent. And um, they didn't know how to probably approach it. But, I mean, they – it's – I mean, I I got that the other day too. So I figured I was going to get a chirp from it. But I don't know why, but whatever. It is what it is. I turn a negative to a positive. Like, come on, guys. Like, can't be that yeah you know but uh, it is what it is well i find I it, love it you know it's humor i love chirping i chirp um i mean it's part of the game and it's fun exactly exactly hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, all right, time now for Tale of the Tape as we get to know more about Pat Maroon and uh, all the things you've accomplished in your career. We already know you're a three-time Stanley Cup champion, but two, that's twice you led an AHL team in points and, by the way, in penalty minutes. Uh, one, hat-trick fittingly against the Boston Bruins. You got to fight that game. I'm shocked you didn't finish with the Gordie Howe hat trick. Uh, 144, that's playoff games. That's the second most games played since the 2013-14 season. And 181 is the most playoff PIMS since the 2013-14 season. Uh, brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh, you've played a lot of hockey, uh, especially over the last three years. How do you manage to find time to, I guess, get back and be ready to go the next season like there's not a lot of time and i'm from what i've seen of the pictures you've enjoyed the stanley cup parties <laughs> yeah i mean it's um it's for me it's hard because obviously it's it takes a while to get this engine going um you know when you when you go on so many deep runs you know the first one you're you're like eager to get back to it. And then you, you win your second one. You're like, Oh, wow. This is like, you know, this, like, this is amazing. And obviously we won during COVID the second one. So it was kind of different, but, um, and like, there was no gyms open during that time. You know, it was just an odd time to be, you know, just to be playing hockey. Um, yeah. and then, for me in the summertime, it's just, you try to just maintain as much as you can and you try to, you know, get motivated as much as you can because obviously rest is a weapon. I'm a firm believer in just resting and taking care of yourself. And, you know, when when time comes, you know, you, you know, take the time to work hard, get on the ice and uh, get yourself ready. And Bobby will tell you this, it's like riding a bike, you know, as long as you stay in decent shape and you feel good and you feel good on the ice, I feel like it's just another training camp, you know, as a veteran, you want to, you want to come in good. You want to come in, come in fit, but obviously when you go on deep runs like that, you just want to make sure you maintain that and make sure you're staying in shape, you're staying engaged and still want it. Um, and you're not just killing yourself. Uh, you got to be smart. Uh, but the last, you know, th- three, four years, you know, I've taken some, some long time. I've started like the end of July and then I started like slowly getting back into it and uh, working out and skating like mid August. And then obviously camp this year was a little later. Thank God. It was, I think it was the 20, 22nd or 23rd. So we got an extra week to get ready, but yeah, I just think it's mental. It's all mental. It's just how you're going to, you know, you got to enjoy yourself. You know, I feel like you got to enjoy yourself in the off season. That's the time where we, you know, get away mentally, physically from the game, uh, spend some time with your family, you know, go on vacation. You know, if you you like to have a few cocktails, have a few cocktails just to get away uh, from the game. Uh, because I think that's the most important thing. And mentally, you're sharp when you do get back in the gym and you're you're ready, you're yeah. eager to get back on the You're eager and ready to get back on the ice because if you don't take that time, I feel like, you know, it's just, you're going to be exhausted mentally and physically. So uh, I'm a firm believer in that and just, you know, making sure once you start, you know, easing back into it, making sure you're ready and uh, making sure you still have that passion and joy you know to get excited again yeah patty you're gonna you, you i mean you won't remember this i was on 
after you guys won, uh, I think you won in Tampa, but you guys started your little bender end of the year celebration. And uh, I got a, I was in Idaho, so the time difference, and obviously I'm really close with Tyler Johnson living right around the corner from him. But uh, this, I get a call from Phil Maroon, and it's bright and early my time. Um, so I'm like, these boys, these boys just, they just sent an all nighter out there, didn't they? And I get, I get a, I pick up and I'm like, Phil. <laughs> What are we doing, bud? And he's like, he, he's making very little sense. And I was like, and actually, he was actually, he was pretty good. I could hear you yelling, and I said, "What are you guys doing?" And um, did we lose him again? Another phone call. I think he just cleared his screen off. Right there he is. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Sorry, Sorry my phone yeah. <laughs> Anyway, my wife's uh, in New York City. Sorry. Sorry. A phone call from phil and you guys said what is what is the rig doing right now and he said he's driving a golf cart down the middle of the street i said why and then he looked at you and said why and you go because i just want to see how far i can push it <laughs> i just I was, it was like man it was like five o'clock in the morning my time and my, my wife was like who are you what is going on and i was like i'm just listening to the rig having himself a celebration here <laughs> was, oh god it, yeah yeah I, I, it was funny because I, um, like I said, so so tight with John, Johnny, that um, I felt like I was part of those celebrations, being you know being in touch oh, with yeah. him and listening to it. You guys, yeah, you guys had yourselves a time after that second one. Yeah, we did. We, uh, you know what, the golf cart story is hilarious. So, um, <laughs> the Stanley Cup was on the island where we all live, like where Johnny lives, I live, and um, I had my uncle there. I had um, my mom and dad, Phil, I think a couple other people and uh, Francesca's brother. And I was in the golf cart going to a, just bars, just doing stupid stuff. And you know, I was like, my mom's like, hey, I'm at the bar at the hotel bar where we're staying. Come. And I had Ross Colton. Was? And he all of his all of his buddies were there. So I took my golf cart. If you know where the island is, I don't know if you guys have been to Tampa, where the rink is and where I live, it's like a four-minute car ride. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. over the overpass and then make a right and then make a left and you're there. And the Marriott's right there. And uh, I took my golf cart, volleyed it, and <laughs> started drinking all afternoon. <laughs> I took my golf cart home. Now, I don't know if I would have got caught for that, but... <laughs> But yeah. I was, yeah, I was doing it. I was like, I felt like um, we had beers in, our, in the golf cart too. And I was blasting music and I was, uh, you know, just someone, I was begging someone not to pull me over. Just risking it. Hey, I haven't been back in a few years, but is, is Jackson still there? Jackson's still there. American yeah, Social. Yeah, so it's yeah. right next there. So I was, yeah, I'm right by the Temple General across the bridge that way, the opposite side. So Harbor Islands that way. We're just behind the the hospital. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's my, a good my, kind of golf cart. Is my jersey still hanging in Jackson? Is my jersey still hanging in Jackson's? I think it might have been. I got 86 from there a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's still hanging in there. <laughs> we, uh, we had we had rookie party there at the same time as Gasparilla with Anaheim just before you came and uh, the end of the night was coming and there was only about six of us left and and the bouncer came over very friendly and said hey hey sir it's about that time and I was looked at him I said you know what I think you're right <laughs> I said, but hey. but we got to hold arms on the way out of here <laughs> hey, 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 I, haven't, hey, I haven't been back I haven't been back Bobby hold on for a sec you said something there Gasparilla. Pat, you, you got to one of you guys has to explain to people what Gasparilla is because I went and that might have been one of the biggest gong shows I've ever witnessed. Everyone's you can't on the ships. It. It's unbelievable. People, there's girls taking their tops off. There's people drinking. It was like it was like you were back in a time capsule. Like, what's can you? Why does this Gasparilla exist? Like, what is the? Uh, like, what is it? It's tough to explain, right? Yeah, it's tough like to explain. They holiday. basically have a parade. Yeah, they have a parade down Bayshore. And it's a huge, it's a long parade. So Bayshore is pretty long. If you start at the end of Bayshore, 
uh, it goes all the way down into downtown and it's like a huge parade where, you know, there's a bunch of floats and that big pirate boat that you guys yeah. see outside of Bayshore every time. Those are the people that run Gasparilla and those are the people that, you know, do everything, put it on. Uh, I don't know why they do it. I just know it's, we had a game last year on it during it and it was a shit show oh, to say the least <laughs> and I remember, let's just say uh, people tr people travel all over the world to come to come to this it's basically you start at seven in the morning and you're not you're you're not done until whatever three or four in the morning i mean guy i mean if you can make it that long but there's tents on bayshore alcohol tents um all different kind of VIP tents all over. Obviously, there's beads everywhere. I would say it's like a Mardi Gras on steroids, <laughs> but not Mardi exactly. Gras. Exactly, Bobby. So That's pretty much what it is without the parade, I guess. I guess is there a parade of Mardi, Mardi Gras? I should know that I'm from yeah. St. Louis. They throw like the second yeah. one, the second biggest <laughs> one. But I feel like it's like a mini, it's like a Mardi Gras. It's like a just a reason to party but i don't know if they raise money for it i don't know what the whole I'll, i should know you, i've been um, here for the last four years well patty was um i don't think you were with the ducks yet because but you would have played with uh, we had to send sluggo home at about two o'clock in the afternoon he couldn't he, and then he tried oh, to yeah. rally to come back but our trainer sluggo didn't didn't see past two it was a and in the afternoon boys we hadn't even started yet uh and he was on his way out it was great uh yeah, but back to hockey. Go ahead, Wally. I know you want to jump in here. <laughs> I'm just trying to That's figure funny. when we get to the hockey chatter, but maybe I shouldn't worry yeah. about it. Um, I want to know <laughs> what it's like to play in Tampa. Uh, aside from the Stanley Cups, you've played in Anaheim, Edmonton, St. Louis, uh, New Jersey, briefly. Uh, what's the hockey atmosphere like playing in Tampa? Yeah. Um, so when I, when I played, you know, as the opponent, I didn't really know anything about Tampa or the city or the fans. And then when I signed here as a free agent, uh, we actually just sold our sold it was the most most consecutive sell. It's three hundred in a row. Um, it's pretty remarkable the fan base here. Uh, you know, we're pretty we're we're really big. You know, we're very recognizable around the city. That we're our pictures are up everywhere. It's just not you know the the all-stars it's every player um but the fans here are actually unbelievable it's uh it's pretty crazy i didn't think you know tampa would be a hotbed for hockey it's obviously blown up over the last few years uh i guess in 2019 having that you know that big run and then losing you know four straight against columbus but you know i feel like this run has helped a lot but um you know, the fans are great. They sell out every single night, no matter if it's a Monday or a Tuesday or we're playing, whoever we're playing. You know, if it's not a big, big name team, uh, you know, there's always you can you say know, the fans. The <laughs> you can go ahead and say all <laughs> I'm not saying anyone. <laughs> but as for the, living, uh, uh, I think it's one of the best cities to live in. I think yeah. this is by far the best setup and best place to play in the National Hockey League. I want it. I would put this. Yeah, there's guys that get signed here. They're like, I don't want to leave. Like, this is unbelievable. We all live on the island. The rink's four minutes away. It is beautiful every single day. You can play golf all year round. You can do activities all year round. St. Pete Beach is 30 minutes. Clearwater is 30 minutes. You get everything so close by. I mean, Anna Marie Island's an hour uh sarasota's an hour an hour i mean you get there's so much stuff to yeah. do around here you get you know disney's an hour bush gardens is right there i mean there's tons of stuff um but the weather itself are you a big roller coaster guy huge roller i love roller coasters my wife on the other hand does not but my son does so it's great so every time we go to disney it's just me and him <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> Hey, Patty, you forgot the biggest thing. No state tax in the state of Florida. You come from, I remember getting traded from Anaheim 
to Nashville, I got a 20% raise. It was, it was crazy. So yeah, yeah, that's a big thing for guys, right? Like you can take a that's little a bit less. Thing, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Is that 100%, why, I agree is that why you. Nick Paul signed so quick? <laughs> and it was a pretty solid deal. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think yeah. you're turning down yeah. uh, three, two. That's it. You know, I don't think. Um, like, yeah, uh, Paulie's great. We, we, were Pauly. La- yeah. we were laughing the other day. Um, not on here, but somebody said to me, Zaitsev got sent down. He must be pissed. And I was like, he just got a raise. The 10% escrow just got wiped. So send him to the minors. He's making four or five, and you gave him a raise for a week. Good job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I agree. Escrow's going down, uh, though, Bobby. I, I know, bud. Unless the salary, I'm I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Nick Paul and how he's fit in. He's a big fan. We're big fans of his here. Uh, he's been very good. So uh, he's missed, but uh, he's doing extremely well. I think what twelve goals, twenty points, um, and he looks like he's having the time of his life. Uh, what's he been like in the room? Paulie's great. Paulie's just, uh, he's hilarious, actually. He's always got a joke yeah. every single day. I don't know if he's, he's always got a story, too. And he, I think he lies yeah. 95% of the time yeah. on the stories. Uh, but Paulie's great for the locker room. He's very, uh, you know, everyone kind of stands around him. He's always talking. He's always got something funny to say. He fits in our room very well. Um, and I would say Paulie's been really good for us on the ice he he's yeah he is very for how big he is he's a really good skater uh he's kind of like an awkward player that gets the job done in so many different ways he's got a unique shot he's got a really good shot a unique one that's you can shoot the puck he, he has a knack around the net he's big and physical yeah. and he wins draws and uh, and bobby will tell you this too i think in Ottawa, he probably wasn't getting as many touches. He came to Tampa to, yeah. you know, arguably one of the best teams, and he gets slotted into, you know, playing a lot of minutes, playing PP time. And honestly, if you don't have confidence in the NHL, good luck from getting points. I think confidence <laughs> is a huge yeah. thing. I think playing lots of minutes uh, is a huge thing. And, you know, he's getting, he's getting those opportunities here. He's getting rewarded. And, People are finally seeing what, you know, Nick Paul brings to the table instead of just a fourth-line PK guy. He does it all. He PKs. Yeah. He's on the power play. He, he can shut down top lines. He can win face-offs. He's doing everything right. Uh, sees the game very well, and he's a great addition to our team. And um, I think yeah. confidence is everything in this league. And I think, um, you know, just, you know, playing with good players and, you know, getting an opportunity is a huge thing. So, He's taken full advantage of it, and he's been, you know, very good for us, and he's a great addition. Yeah. I, th- I, I said to Wally on his old show many times, there's absolutely no reason to lose a player like Nick Paul for, for yeah. a couple million bucks a year. Um, I, I said they're going to regret it. I said they're going to hate this trade. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to be a player. Just watch. And, and Wally can tell you that I, I, I was a huge Nick Paul fan, huge Nick Paul advocate, so uh, I'm glad he's doing well down there. Wally? Have you golfed with him, Patty? I have. He can crush a ball. His, his, he can crush a ball, but his shoes are terrible. He ties his shoes so freaking tight. It looks like a – I mean, his feet are so big. His laces are – he's, like, stepping on his laces. It's just like, Paul, like, come on, man. Get some new shoes. Like, oh, man. It looks like he's cut off the cir- circulation on his feet. I'm like, your toes got to be black. By the end of that round. Um, oh, man. But he's Paulie's good. He can crush the ball. He can play he can yeah. play a little golf. I like his game. You know, he can he can work his way around the golf course. We got some good golfers on this team, so we got a good crew that goes out quite a bit. Um, hey Pat, you know what? I've been how, doing some hey, research. Want... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead, Wally. Oh, so I just one more thing on what? Nick Paul. And Bobby, maybe you could kind of answer this too. How come he never got a chance at center in Ottawa? And then all of a sudden he goes to Tampa and he's playing second line center, taking big draws. Like it's it's crazy when you think about it. And I'm with you. I was the same thing. I'm like people kept saying, "Ah, he's a bottom bottom uh, bottom six. I'm like, no, 
this guy's a not a bottom six. He's a top nine, but how come yeah. it never worked out at center for him? It was weird. I don't know. I don't I don't think they ever I can't remember him ever really playing center at all. Um, but that, yeah, he got, he got extremely pigeonholed here. Um, and, and, you know, then didn't score and then didn't, and then didn't really embrace the full shutdown role yet. Like it, when he left, you were like, what kind of player is he going to be? And I think only people that have been around him knew that he had a lot more to give and he just needed the time. But um, yeah, it felt like they ran out of time with him in their minds and, and it was time to move on, especially because he was going to be looking for a raise and, yeah, I just yeah. I never understood it. I thought I thought he was a much better player than I think the organization thought. Were you guys shocked, Patty, when you saw him? You're like, wow, we just we just kind of hit the jackpot with this guy. Like when you saw him, or was like, because sometimes you don't know. Are you yeah, playing I mean, against guys. You know? I don't. I don't think. I think big guys with good feet, good shot. He has a good hockey mind. I think there's they're hard to find, and our GM has yeah. a weird sense of like finding these players at the deadline that are kind of at the bottom of their team and he believes in them that they can come to our team and fill that top nine role. Um, example, Barkley Goudreau, prime example yeah. right there. Yeah. Fourth liner in San Jose can't move up at all and then comes to Tampa, he gets put on the third line, gets, you know, he's the first PK guy to jump over the boards and not look at him. You know, he's, He's yeah. producing in New York. He's getting goals. He's getting goals. He's playing some games with Panarin. I mean, it's just uh, Blake Coleman obviously had a little more, little more looks in New Jersey. I would say by scoring twenty goals, but he finds these guys and and Nick Paul's a prime example. He was, you know, fourth line, maybe third line here and there, moving up and down, but he finally got an opportunity here, and our GM has that sense of like these guys can probably be more viable than, than they're being used and yeah, they can come to our team. And obviously we can bump guys down, but we feel like these guys are the ones that can help us move forward and get us over the hump. So, and that's a good thing right. for our GM that's willing to take a risk and that's kind of a risk reward, you know? Um, and yeah. with, you know, Brennan Hagel, prime example, last year we get him, you know, obviously he's fresh. He's, you know, a little worried. They just traded for two first rounders, and you know, <laughs> and now he's playing with freaking Cooch and Point, and yeah. he's him and Paul are lighting it up right now. They both are, you know, are just they both have like twenty points. I think they're both doing really well. I think Paul has over. I think Paul has twelve goals. Hagel has nine. So I mean, you know, it's just an opportunity. I think in this league, it's a GM that thinks you can help their team and get them over the hump. So it's it's been fun to watch because those two are a good asset for a team. Uh, it reminded me of a thing Pauly brought up one time about Andre Vasilevsky. He says he doesn't uh, – one time he shot high, and that was about it. He said from now on he shoots everything low. Uh, <laughs> that Vasilevsky can be intense at times. Uh, have you had any run-ins with your goaltender? Uh – not really. I mean, <laughs> no, Vest is a good guy. I mean, um, he's great. He's very intense. You know, he he's very he he's very serious about his craft. Um, he's got his routine pretty dialed in. Obviously, practices. If you shoot high, he might pull the puck out of the net and rip one at you. But that pretty that's pretty <laughs> common for goalies. Yeah. I feel like any goalie yeah. does that. Um, but no, Bassey's great. He's uh, he's I think he's the best goalie in the league. And like I said, he's yeah. he gets intense. You know, like let's warm him up. Let's not go by the ears first couple shots. And I'm sure Paulie <laughs> did that, and he learned the lesson. <laughs> That's good. Um, I was I was trying to do some research on uh, you and see what I could find out, and then I found a picture, and I didn't know that you were one of the lead oh, actors boy. in Yellowstone. Um. Alex, is this picture handy? Uh, there, you're. I didn't know you were Rip. <laughs> oh, I, I've been getting that a lot lately. I, I'll take it. We actually met him last year. He came down in our locker room. You met Rip. Him and his wife and kids. Very nice guy. Awesome guy. He lives in Florida. I think he lives in Jacksonville. Uh, 
but he was a great guy. One of the, one of the nicest human beings. And he was actually flying back, uh, like four days later, uh, to start filming. Uh, I think, what is it? Season what, what's it on right now? Five. I think it's five, five. five, five. Yeah. Season five. Yeah. yeah. So I got to start watching. So don't tell me any info. What a show, man. Yeah. What a great show. I love the prequel. The That's prequel funny. is great. I... The, the, you guys yeah. see the prequel? Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so Anything Sheridan does is good. Yeah. Um, all right, quickly, Wally, Patty, I, I need to know if you have, uh, I don't want to keep you much longer, is if you have any fears, well, you probably don't want to tell me because guys will use it to chirp you, but uh, I'm just <laughs> curious if there's anything that you're uh, scared of. I'm petrified of snakes. And spiders. Ah, me too. Yeah. Like I All can't right, even snakes. look at it. I can't look. Like if there's a picture on my phone of a snake, I can't look at. It. I start like freaking out. Yeah. I All couldn't right. turn the pages of a book if there was a snake on the page. Yeah, if there's <laughs> an animal book, I'm reading my daughter, and there's a snake on it. That book's going in the trash. <laughs> I, I same way like if you ever want uh, to end too. our friendship put like a fake snake somewhere in my house and if i find it that would be like the end so if now you're giving bobby to try to play you're a joke bobby with ammo yeah. now yeah he lives bobby in nashville ammo. i'll never see him i'm, I'm oh, taking bobby. notes lots of snakes in nashville bobby i went away once and when i came back there was a six footer right on my front step man oh be careful when you're be careful, man. There's lots there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll manage. I'll manage. They can't get through the gates. That was <laughs> 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 no, pretty good. Uh, uh, Patty, you have any, oh, I won't call it dirt. Do you have any stories about Bobby? I know the two of you played a couple of years together in Anaheim. I looked it up. Uh, Patty, you didn't assist on any of Bobby's goals. I don't know if that was personal or not, uh, but None of the 13 goals I think I, Bobby uh, scored when you were there. <laughs> Do I have dirt I on mean. Bobby? Um, no, I don't. Um, no. We, um, I'm trying to think. When I was in Anaheim, I don't know if I had any dirt on Bobby. I was only there for 13 <laughs> games during the lockout that year. But uh, no real dirt. We were, a couple uh, nights out. <laughs> couple nights out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's no dirt there. Um, but, yeah, I don't have anything. But it's a funny, though. I have this, like, iconic picture um, that's hanging up. And my best friend and one of Bobby's good friends now, Sean Garsh, um, there's this iconic picture that hangs up in Garsh's bathroom till this day. It's We're all drinking out of the uh, – the Gatorade cans back in the day in Vancouver. I think it was Vancouver. And uh, this is when me and Bobby were playing roller hockey together. And it's like, it's Dan Langrader, me, Sean Garsh, and uh, Bobby Ryan and one photo. And it's like, we're all drinking this canned Gatorade. But it's like such an iconic picture. Um, I remember it. And Sean's been yeah. wanting us. Yeah. Sean's been wanting us to sign for so many years, but I'm like, dude, you got to take it off the wall. He's like, I'm just scared. Bobby's not going to send it back, so I'm not asking him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be right. It's actually true. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't know that Patty – I mean, Patty and I have known each other since, you know, seven, eight years old um, from the roller hockey world. And I used to – you know, some of the kids from, like, Kyle Kramer and some of these other really, really big-time roller hockey used to come to New Jersey for a summer and then the next summer I would go to St. Louis and live with with somebody so you know I've had Patty um at, when we were nine years old you know grinding out in the basement over mini hockey sticks and things like oh, yeah. that and then um yeah and then I just proceeded to shit kick them all the way up in roller hockey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, uh, is that true great. Patty yeah Bobby is probably the best roller hockey player in the country watching Bobby. He was in 87, 88, so he always played with all my good friends like Sean Garsh, Kyle Kane, Kyle Kramer. Um, and, you know, my brother Justin was in 86, so he was an in betweener with Bobby. And um, they I remember they had this team called Team USA 87s, and we were playing in Detroit. 
And I wasn't on that team at the time, but they had kids from all over the world, like all the best roller hockey players in the world. And some people from Cherry Hill, where he grew up in Jersey and, you know, some Long Branch and California and St. Louis. And, um, you know, Bobby, we were watching, and that's when kind of Bobby was just on another level than most. That's when he knew. And that was actually his last time playing in a tournament. We were at Taylor Sportsplex, I think, or somewhere in Detroit. Yeah. And um, that was the that was the end of the straw for him. He he was done playing roller. I think he was going off to play in Owen Sound, but he was just yeah. you know a man against boys, just playing out there. And it was just so fun to watch because everyone was kind of tuned in and. You know, it's it's weird now that we all look back on this, you know, kind of journey we've been on and, you know, that we, we've been to the p- pinnacle of our career. And, you know, I got the opportunity to watch Bobby get picked second second overall, you know, and I remember playing with Bobby when I was eight and seven years old and then watching him when he was 14. And, you know, there's there's crowds, these little kids and, you know, these grown parents were just watching Bobby play and these roller rinks were packed just watching Bobby. And it was so cool now that you think back on life and like everyone kind of knew Bobby was going to make it. And, you know, you know, he was like a, you know, star in the roller hockey world. And, but it was neat just to see one of our good friends, you know, get second pick overall right behind Sidney Crosby. So, it was it was a fun you know a few years playing roller hockey with Bobby and you know I got the opportunity to play with him in Anaheim so that was pretty cool too uh, yeah you know just seeing that and you know being part of you know kind of you know a tradition that you know people in the beginning hated roller hockey now people love it that's all they want to do now all these yeah. ice hockey players want to play now but uh, to see someone like that that we all looked up to back in the day was it's pretty sweet so. Uh, we have some history Man. together. Our moms, our moms are really good friends. They hit it off yeah. maybe too well. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. They, did. yeah. they probably yeah. hit it off because my mom's from New Jersey too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were always hanging out. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the, the backstory. Me and Bobby. Yeah. All American. I forget what the Cherry Hill place was called. The Cherry, it was just one rink, right, Bobby? The 99ers. Towns Coliseum, the 99ers. Yeah, that was our team. The 99ers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was a much better, of all you should see, I was a much better roller hockey player than ice hockey. And Patty and I would have gone first (laughs) and second overall if there was a roller hockey draft. We were the boys. A hundred percent. I'm a way better (laughs) roller hockey player. Way better. It's night and day. We talked about, I'm going to tell you guys this. We talked on the phone, Patty and I, the other day when we were setting this up and caught up for a little bit and uh, I'm coming out of retirement for the 35 and over team this summer. I'm going to go meet the boys. And I think oh, yeah. it might be Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and, oh, yeah, and Patty and I are going to, we're going to dust them off together. So I'll be, fil- and I'll be filming our podcast oh. from there. So maybe we'll make it a big live thing and have the boys rolling through. <laughs> oh yeah. We got oh, a video. Fantastic. It'd be great. It'd be good. But Bobby, you were, you were really good when you didn't have 19 broken hand bones in your fingers. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be just fine. <laughs> I can dust it <laughs> off for 35 and over. <laughs> so, actually, I, Patty, I, yeah. um, during the during the lockout, at the beginning of the lockout, I hadn't played road hockey in, I mean, God, it must have been 10 years at this point. And a pro team called me and said, hey, there's a pro hockey roller tournament. We're going with this small team. Um do you think you can come play for us? So Travis No, who's, who's arguably the best player in the world now at this point, um, calls me and says, let's go do this. I said, oh my goodness, all right, I'll try. Uh, but, you know, no no promises I can get out there and be good in a, in a pro tournament. The deal was, because it was in Vegas, every time you scored or had an assist, you had to take a shot, okay? It was 2013. I ended up leading the fucking tournament in points. I won high score. <laughs> and after, after that, I, we, we were going into the and like, you awesome. like three games in a day. Right. And I, you know, I scored four goals in the first like nine minutes of the tournament. And then by the time with a, you know, second day rolled around, 
and we're going into the championship game, I was like, boys, I'm absolutely, I'm, I can't do this. There's not a chance. <laughs> so we ended up losing that game because the other team was drinking Gatorade and we were being degenerates, but it was a good time. So uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, play that way anymore, Patty. I, I, uh, I, I punched in all my fun tickets, but I, I can't wait to play with you again. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll oh, make sure man. not to have any something that, that on the bench. There we go. <laughs> hey, you got, hey, Pat, you got me thinking. So when you guys were younger, did you guys not skate in the summer? You did roller in the, in the summers? Is that what you did? Yeah, I never skated in the summer. Now, Bobby with, might be different, but I traveled all over the world. So we had teams, um, you know, we, we'd play in our 88 division, and then I would play up with the 87s if they needed a guy. So I would be playing whatever, Adams and Mites in one tournament. So I'd be playing, geez, we'd be there for two weeks if we'd go to Florida. You know, one time yeah. went to Vancouver, we'd go to Toronto. Um, I mean, we're going all over the world. You know, some of them been, yeah. were in St. Louis, some of them were in Chicago. And there's three different tournaments at the time. It was Ayers, Narch, and... Tours. Uh, not tours at the time, USARS. What's that? Um, uh, I forget what it's called. I can't but, remember. And then tours came, and then tours came into the mix. So you're playing, you know, these three tournaments, and and you're competing. Yeah. You know, against the best every night. I mean, there's some teams that were terrible, but uh, yeah. But yeah, you just go and you play. It's kind of like uh, kind of like AAU basketball, guys. That's gotcha. the best yeah. way I would put it. That's 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 kind of the way it is. And then yeah. you get to the. I mean, you, I mean, you would always you you play a team from Arizona that you shit kick eight nothing, and they mercy rule them and get them out of there. But you get down to the cream of the crop, and it was always California, St. Louis, and New Jersey, and um, you know New York a little bit. But it was always the same four teams, and they were just battles, absolute battles. Um, you know, in the semis and the finals. I and think it's fun. Too. I think you, you you get away from the intenseness the coaches being hard on you you literally yeah. you yeah. jump over the boards you go out there and you dangle you toe drag you work on your game obviously like bobby says when he gets down to the nitty-gritty we all want to win at the end of the day we all we're all competitors we all want to win and it depends if what team you're playing because some teams we hated to, you know a lot um but for me it's just you know the coach opens up the door and you go right it's there's no doesn't yeah. matter what you do. There's no systems. It's just go out there and have fun and play the game. And I think when you do it that way, you learn so much more of yourself and as a player. Yeah. Instead of just there's so much tension around you that, you know, you're playing triple-A hockey and, you know, you have to do this, you yeah. have to do that. Your parents pay all this money for it and, you know, you're crawling and trying to figure things out. <laughs> I feel like roller hockey has helped, you know, me personally a lot just to be me and be myself and, you know, and if I'm always struggling in the NHL, I always go, okay, go back to that, you know, that roller hockey mind that you usually go because you play better when you're like that. So it's just, it's yeah. better. And I think it's really good for your game. I think it's good for your, your patience, your hands, your vision, yeah. and just uh, the smarts of the game. I agree. For sure. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Well, I look forward to uh, this tournament in the uh, summer. That would, you know what? Well, you guys are going to have to take the show there. Yeah. Maybe, there you go. I'm in. There. Uh, we've, we've kept you longer than uh, we planned to, so I apologize, but I will. I would like to uh, offer an invite to come back because I've got a ton more questions to ask you, including playing for your coach, John Cooper, uh, at some point. But anyway, uh, for now, we'll let you go, Patty, but we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, anytime. You can ask as many questions as you want. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate awesome. it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Keep in touch, all right? Uh, Bobby, I appreciate you setting it up because he's one of those guys that's a, a huge, I guess, a huge figure in the game, right? He's just fun to be around. Uh, he's always draws lots of attention. He's got a great personality. So uh, it's good to have him on the show. And we hope to actually have more players outside the Sens market as we get to tell stories of uh, different players because you guys have played with so many. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, you know, guys from different spots for sure. Uh, I still got a lot of the same connections and things like that. Um, but yeah, Patty's got this energy about him, especially in the room that, um, you know, you know, maybe at 35 years old, he's a different player than he was at one point, but um, he's just got an energy and a charisma that ties the room together. And then you can see it in the interviews. Uh, 
a little long winded, but he's, but he, you know, he likes to talk. He likes to chirp. He likes to have some fun. So uh, I, I'm glad we got him on. We'll get, we'll get him on again too. Absolutely. Yeah. What a, what an um, absolute and York, beauty. You, yeah. Sorry. What a, just with Patty, you can just tell he's the type of guy. How could you not love the guy? I want to play with this guy. I want to come out of retirement. Guys like that. They're, I, I call, I call them glue guys. They're glue guys. They just keep the team together and the Lewis. And I love the roller yeah, hockey yeah. stories, Bobby. I was just intrigued because everybody in Canada and it's just spring hockey, spring hockey. You're always on the ice. You're always on the ice. Yeah. So I love, I love your guys' pers- uh, perspective of getting away and doing, even though it's hockey, totally different. And uh, no, really, uh, really in- interesting dude to talk to. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, for me, I, I was mean, gonna those, ask those before... roller tournaments were yeah we're epic i mean we traveled so much played so much but at the same time like i i always skated both my dad my dad always made me skate both but you did get away from the triple a stuff right that's the big yeah. thing that break from triple a hockey was huge yeah and, and i was just going to ask about um we've had andre Juan and a few others about how important personalities are in the locker room and colin white is one everybody always talked about recently and being in the room being that good guy like in york it goes back to when you play the how important it is to have one two of those guys in the room all the time it's vital man that's good teams that win always have guys and you can't just have a character that can't play patty can play the game too like he's he's a good player yeah. you still got to be able to play the game and you watch him protect pucks and he's got some offense yeah. to his game but you just can't be a guy that tells jokes and go out and play he gotta be able to play. <laughs> hey tell a few jokes all right boys let's go <laughs> holy shit this guy can't play a lick He's funny as hell, but he's shit. But uh, I love, uh, I I love guys. And I tell you, I always say this, Bobby. um, I've been out of the game a while now. I don't remember a lot of goals, a lot of plays, but I just remember guys like the Patty Maroons of the world, man. That's that. That's what makes the game fun. Really enjoy. Really enjoyed talking to him. That was great. Good, good. Yeah, he's certainly he's certainly a character. That is that that he is. Uh, we will have him back, and we'll be back uh, for another show. Anyway, uh, boys, I appreciate your time once again. We'll see you next time on uh, Coming In Hot. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.